Hey everybody, welcome to Front Range. My name is Ernest Smith, I'm the lead pastor. We're so thankful that you are joining us this weekend. Hopefully for many of you, it's an extended weekend. Maybe you've gotten outside, gotten to enjoy nature, hung out with family or friends, maybe gotten some rest or had a barbecue. Whatever brings you peace. We all long for peace. In fact, right now I'm at a place that brings me peace. It's called Sacred Heart Silent Retreat Center. Uh, we've been given special permission to be able to talk here today, uh, but this is a place that brings me peace. Earlier this week, I was looking at two different lists. Uh, one said uh, restfulness, and the other one said relentlessness. Uh, and I was looking at the, the words that characterized both of those, and for restfulness, it was words like quiet, margin, deep relationships, contentment, gratitude. And then for relentlessness, uh, it was using words like um, worry, anxiety, uh, discontentment, isolation, uh, distraction. And I began to ask the question, like, which of those lists characterizes me most of the time? And honestly, it's, it's probably not restfulness. Uh, but don't we all long for restfulness? I mean, it's something that God created us to have. In fact, that's what we find in the fourth commandment. Right now, we're continuing the series on the 10 commandments. If you miss any of the messages, you can go to our message series hub. If you wanna get more details or dive deeper into these topics, you can go to our message series hubs. Uh, just go on our website and you can find all of them right there. Um, uh, but today we're gonna look at the fourth commandment and it's found in Exodus chapter 20. And it's um, uh, one of only two commandments uh, that comes with a why behind it, and it's the only commandment that has this many verses associated with it. So here we go, Exodus 20, starting in verse eight, it says this, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now commandment number four is keep the Sabbath holy. Now there's two words in that phrase, keep the Sabbath holy, that maybe are confusing for some of us. First is the word Sabbath. What is a Sabbath? It's to take a day off. It's a day of rest, a day of the week. And then the second word is holy. Uh, the Hebrew for holy is Kadesh, and it means to make something holy, to, uh, to make it sanctified, to set it apart. The word picture here is that this day of the week is to be different than all the other days of the week. Now, earlier I said that this is one of two commandments that gives us a why behind it. So why would God tell us to keep the Sabbath holy? Well, there are some physical benefits for us. There was a, a study done uh, on those people that, uh, a group of people that lived the longest throughout the world. So they studied different people groups. And one people group, the reason why they said they lived 10 years longer than everybody else is because they kept a weekly Sabbath, which is fascinating. There's been other studies done on the Sabbath that have said that it decreases our anxiety, that it increases our joy. So there's some, some clear benefits to it, but why did God command us to keep the Sabbath holy? Well, if you look in uh, Exodus chapter 31, then uh, you see where God's talking about the, holy, uh, the, the Sabbath and he says that to keep it holy because it's a sign between you and I and it's a covenant between you and I. 
What's a, what is it a sign for? It's a sign that, uh, that God created us, that God sustains us, that God is the one that, that made you and I, and he's the one that sustains you and I. So it's a sign of that. And then it's a covenant, a covenant that God is in control, that God is the one that is gonna meet our needs, that God is the one that is gonna take care of everything. In Deuteronomy chapter five, we see another version of the 10 commandments, same 10, uh, but on this commandment, it adds a little bit. It says, because you were once slaves in Egypt and to Pharaoh, and God brought you out of that slavery, remember the Sabbath. So God's saying, hey, I want you to remember that I'm the one that brought you out of slavery, that I'm the one that takes you out of your sin that I'm the one that sets you free from addiction, that I'm the one that sustains your life. And it's a covenant between you and I that you remember me and what I've done for you. Now, I've never met a person who was opposed to the Sabbath. I've never met somebody who said, well, I just don't believe in it or I don't like it. But I have met many people who've said, I don't understand it. I don't know how to take a Sabbath. What does it mean to take a day off? Does it mean that I can't check my emails? that I can't respond to text messages, that I can't run errands? What does the Sabbath look like? Am I gonna be just sitting inside my house, sitting on a couch, twiddling my thumbs? Like, that sounds really boring. So what does it mean to Sabbath? I love this passage in Hebrews chapter four, verse nine, it says this, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. So it says, make every effort. So it's on us to do everything we can to enter that rest. So what does it look like to Sabbath well? What are the key foundations? Let me give you two things. Two things to help you Sabbath well. Number one, stop. Stop. Now, what we're told here in scripture is to observe the Sabbath, not just to remember it, but to observe it. To observe something means you've got to take action. What is the action? The action is to stop to cease. Does that mean that I can't check my emails? Does that mean I can't work in the yard? Does that mean I can't do errands? I'm not going to tell you what is yours to do or not do. For me on my Sabbath, I love to do yard work. I love to do errands. Those aren't things I'm doing on a regular workday. What I would say is what you're supposed to stop are the things that you normally do on a regular workday. You are to stop those things. So for me, this means not checking my, my work emails. It means not writing or working on a message. It means not responding to phone calls or text messages that are work-related. Here, here's an idea. Uh, if you typically work with your mind, then you probably Sabbath with your hands. And if you typically work with your hands, then you probably Sabbath with your mind. So whatever your profession is, whatever you typically do, then you're probably resting the opposite of that very thing. Now I can hear the opposition right now. Ernest, there's no chance. There's no chance that I can take a day off. There's no chance that I can't check my emails or that I can't not respond to text messages about work or, or whatever. But I would say this, I would say that's the very reason you need a Sabbath. You see, the Sabbath is a resistance or a rebellion to Pharaoh and the empire of more. When you take a Sabbath, you're breaking the chains of slavery of more. You're saying, I'm not gonna be a slave to, I need to do more, I have to accomplish more, I have to do these things. You're breaking the chains of slavery. St. Augustine said, said it this way, he said, you have made us for yourself, God, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. I think most of us would say we, would, we long for rest, 
we need rest in God. One of the ways that God has given us a way to rest in him is through the Sabbath. So stop. Stop whatever it is that you would consider work on that day. And a second way to uh, make your Sabbath healthy is to delight, to delight. Now the definition to delight is to find pleasure in. So what are we delighting in? What are we finding pleasure in on this day, on this day off, on this day where we're stopping? Let me give you three things to delight in. These are three things that kind of govern my Sabbath. Delight, number one, and others. So whether that's your family, whether that's your friends, maybe that's people out in the community, delight in others. Take pleasure in other relationships, in relationships with people around you that God has given to you. Number two, delight in nature. Delight in what God has created. Delight in the beauty that's all around us. This is one of the reasons I love coming to this retreat center is because it's just so much nature all around. It just reminds me of the greatness of God, how creative he is and how silent things can be. And then lastly, delight in God. Spend time in his presence. Spend time worshiping him. Many people, they take Sunday as their Sabbath day. That's why coming to church is so important because when you come to church, you're, you're delighting in others because you have relationships and you're delighting in God all in the same, same place, same activity. So delight in others, delight in nature, and delight in God. So what if we chose to take part in this type of delighting on a weekly basis? How would it deepen your relationships? How would it grow your faith? How would it impact your relationship with, your, with God, with your own soul? What would it do? So here's my challenge to you. My challenge for all of us is let's try it. Let's take the month of July, just the month of July, and one day a week, I wanna encourage you, I wanna challenge you to, to Sabbath. Okay, for some of us, maybe you've never Sabbath before. So um, I know the, the, the idea of going to 24 hours of no emails and all of that can be daunting. So just try four hours, maybe try six hours, eight hours, whatever will challenge your heart and your soul, but also allow you to step into it. So what does that mean for those four hours or six hours or eight hours? Or if you already got this mastered in 24 hours, then what are you doing to delight in others? What are you doing to delight in nature? What are you doing to delight in God? Make sure in the midst of all that, that you stop your normal work activities so that you can delight in those things. And then let's just see. After a month, let's see how it's impacted us. Let's see if it's deepened those relationships, if it's grown our faith, if it's deepened the well of our soul and our relationship with God. And if so, then may we continue. I wanna close with this quote. It's from a psychologist who uh, studies spirituality and studies uh, the effects of all kinds of things in life on us and on our souls and how it impacts us spiritually. And here's what he says about the Sabbath. The Sabbath is an invitation to inner delight. The Sabbath, when experienced as God intended, is the best day of our lives. Without question or thought, it is the best day of the week. It is the day we anticipate on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the day we remember on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Sabbath is the holy time where we feast, play, dance, have sex, sing, pr pray, laugh, tell stories, read, paint, walk, and watch creation in its fullness. Few people are willing to enter the Sabbath and sanctify it to make it holy because a, few, a full day of delight and joy 
is more than most people can bear in a lifetime, let alone a week. May we experience the fullness of this delight that is found in the Sabbath and may radically impact our lives. Let's pray. Father, we come before you and I thank you so much, God, just for how you've created us. God, I thank you that you created the Sabbath and you knew how it, it would impact us. It would not just um, add years to our life or help us with stress and help us find joy, but God, you knew that it was a sign between us and you, that it was a covenant between us and you. So God, I pray that we would take this commandment seriously. I pray, Father, that we would find such delight in stopping the activities and taking delight in others and in creation and ultimately in you. I pray, Father, that it would challenge us and change us, that you would use it to mold us into the men and women you've created us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.